For the week of June 21st, 2020, this is Mojo Weekly. I am John. And I am Joshua. No more rhyming, and I mean it. <laughs> and this is your news for the week. Uh, Josh, I know you're a huge Pokemon trainer. You got to catch them all. You know what? I'm not a big Pokemon trainer. I'm not a big fan of Pokemon, but there's one game in particular that I did happen to enjoy quite a bit, and it was one of Nintendo's most fantastical arcade rail shooters. Of course, I'm talking about Pokemon Snap on the Boom. N64. Look at you go. Well, I've got great news for you and all the other Poke Snappers out there. Uh, there is a new, finally, what's been like 20 years, a new Pokemon Snap is coming out for the Nintendo Switch. Get out of town. That's crazy, right? People have been asking it for it for decades now, and it was revealed during last week's Pokemon Presents livestream. Uh, the new Pokemon Snap seems to be a direct successor to the N64 game. Uh, the player character once again rolls through different islands, snapping pictures of Pokemon from inside a protective buggy. There are still apples to toss and ways to get the Pokemon to interact with each other for special shots. What's different this time is new Pokemon showing up around the island. The original Pokemon Snap, which was released in 99. Isn't that fucking crazy? That is nuts. It was 21 years ago that thing came out. Uh, it only featured the first generation of Pokemon. Uh, from this trailer alone that was released, and you can find on YouTube, uh, we can see modern Pokemon like Scorbunny. Ooh, Scorbunny, everybody's favorite. Uh, interacting with the original generation of Pokemon. So the new Pokemon Snap is currently in development for the Switch, and no release date was given beyond coming soon soon the trailer looked good gameplay looked fun yeah. uh yeah i'm excited it's a it's a sequel to one of the uh, seven good n64 games i think it's fun. <laughs> seven all right uh give me three of them give me three of them go wwf oh jesus uh no mercy all right f-zero x and of yeah. course ogre battle lords uh what is that lordly caliber uh, yeah, uh, something something like that. The Battle 54, Lordly Caliber or something. Okay. Uh, that's, that's a good... You know, you, you lost me at WWE, but you made up for it. Or WWF, whatever the fuck it is. No Mercy, no mercy is a, an amazing game. I'll that's take great. your word for it. We have a listener named Gruel who I'm guaranteeing will agree with you and is probably throwing up the devil horns right now as he listens. Uh, yeah, it's probably the best wrestling game ever created. So just, Wow, uh, just okay. All right, all right. Okay. Um, another game that uh, was announced during the Pokemon, uh, whatever that, what did I say it was called? Pokemon Direct, Pokemon something or other, Pokemon Presents, that's what it was called. Pokemon uh, Presents, the Poke Festival. It was called uh, Pokemon Smile. Uh, it was, uh, it's, a, it's a game based around getting children to brush their teeth. You need any help with uh, that? Yeah, honestly, yeah. Is it a phone game? Uh, it is a phone game, and it is out now for smart devices. So phones, probably tablets, whatever. Uh, basically, you, you you put you put the phone like in front of your kid or in front of yourself if you want to do this. I suppose uh, nothing's stopping you from doing it, Josh. Uh, and and uh, your face appears on the screen, and you can put on like a little Pokemon hat on the screen, you know, like Snapchat style, right? And then. Wow. And then the Pokemon kind of uh, run around your, like it senses your face and the Pokemon kind of run around your mouth and you got a brush to kind of catch the Pokemon. Crazy, right? Damn. 
It's an amazing idea. It um, is. And Nintendo Nintendo's always so creative with their ideas. I'm a little surprised that Rockstar didn't do with this with Grand Theft Auto. But yeah, sure, Pokemon that works. <laughs> Fucking killing hookers with your toothbrush. And then uh, another game uh, during the Pokemon Presents was announced. It's called Pokemon Cafe Mix. It's a new puzzle title coming to the Switch and mobile devices. And it looks like that, uh, what's that What's that game called? Like Tsum Tsum, something like that? Have you played that? I have no idea. I remember Pokemon Puzzle League, which was, of course, uh, a knockoff of like Tetris Attacks, I think it was, on the Super Nintendo. Yep. Those yeah, yeah. Yeah, so in Cafe Mix, uh, players run a Pokemon Cafe, which is a cafe catering to Pokemon, uh, and spend their time preparing drinks and meals for the guest. And to do this, you complete puzzles that revolve around matching up chains of Pokemon faces that bounce and shuffle around as you connect them. Uh, it looks, you know, like uh, the Disney uh, Tsum Tsum uh, games, which I believe there is a version out for Switch, but it's also on mobile. Um, it, it looks like just a straight-up knockoff of those games. Uh, Cafe Mix will be a free-to-start game, and uh, you can play the basic gameplay at no cost, but uh, obviously there will be purchases, um, you know, in order to unlock everything. So there you go. Oh, you got me. Yeah, uh, no, uh, no exact word on when it's going to be available, but it's coming soon, and you can preload it on the eShop, uh, and you can pre-order uh, or pre-register it on the iOS App Store and on Google Play. Right on. And then finally, uh, in 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 our final bit of Pokemon news, uh, this coming week um, on I Wednesday, I can, I can only take so much. I can only get so erect. Jeez, this is three. <laughs> I know, man. I know. Uh, next Wednesday, this coming Wednesday, June 24th, the Pokemon Company will host another Presents Showcase about a, quote, big project. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, I don't know what it is, man, but it's a it's a big project. Bigger than Pokemon Snap, too? Uh, apparently, man. Bigger, bigger than brushing my teeth with Pokemon. They're, they're going to knock my fucking socks off next Wednesday. Uh, so oh, yeah. if you want to know exactly what time uh, the big Pokemon presents uh, will be taking place, stay tuned to the Pokemon Twitter account or I'm sure, you know, everybody else in the world will have it uh, shortly thereafter. Yeah, exactly. True. Uh, next up, we had our first official look at Star Wars Squadrons, which is developed by EA's Motive Studios, and it is a dogfighting game, uh, an original story set after Return of the Jedi. Interesting. So this is going to be a game similar to like Rogue Squadron, that series of games? Yeah, man. Totally. Um, it is set when the Empire is in decline after the events of Return of the Jedi. Uh, the new original story is, uh, like I said, being spearheaded by Motive Studios, who were behind uh, the original story of Star Wars Battlefront Two back in 2017. <clears throat> so this... Uh, this takes entirely in first person, uh, like like a dogfighting game, like you said, uh, and is a multiplayer game built around uh, the core space battles. Uh, what's also awesome about this, Josh? You ready for this? Ready. Hit me with it. VR support, man, for both PC and PSVR. That is a big deal. That no, is a big no, deal. 
You've got my attention. <laughs> Star Wars Battlefront 2, uh, as you may recall, had a uh, somewhat brief PSVR mode that was fucking awesome. Really? I actually didn't know that. For the PS4? Yep, for the PS4. Uh, it, was, it was pretty great. It was actually the only part of Star Wars Battlefront 2 that I played, and I, I loved it. Um, Star Wars Squadrons will launch on October 2nd. Uh, and it is, currently it's only planned to launch on current-gen consoles, so Xbox One X and PS4 and PC. Um, so no word about uh, PS5 or uh, Xbox Series X. Interesting. There was, a, there was an announcement, and I keep going back to this, but Sony did say that any games that came out after July on the PS4 would be directly playable on the PS5. So That's true. Good point, man. If that, that promise holds true... Regardless of if it comes out on PS4 or PS5, you can play it on the PS5, and that will be pretty cool. You know what else is cool? Uh, this thing, this this game, it will be cross-play support on all platforms. So uh, if you've got a PS4, you can play against your Xbox One owning friends. That's a big deal. That's really cool. Now that's that's PS4, Xbox, and PC. You got it, dude. No switch release. No, <laughs> no, no, Peter. No release. <laughs> Boom, bingo. Uh, Horizon Forbidden West was uh, revealed. We talked a little bit about this last week, um, but uh, uh, this past week, uh, Guerrilla Games released a recut version of the debut trailer for Horizon Forbidden West, which is a PS5 game, um, adding comments from the game director. Uh, so. Um, he dropped a few tidbits about the game, uh, including that Horizon Forbidden West will be coming out in 2021. So, uh, yeah. Um, uh, so, so he also stated that the upcoming systems, uh, the PS5, that is, uh, their solid-state drive will allow for, quote, virtually no loading screens. So that's cool. That is awesome. That's really cool. And it was a little bit of a slow week this week, so that is it for our news. Josh, are you ready for the new releases? Oh, my God. I am, I'm always on the edge of my seat, you know, each and every week, but this week I feel like I'm on the edge of my seat a little bit more. My, <laughs> I'm, creeping, I'm creeping towards the edge of my butt cheeks. Hot, as a friend of ours would say. Uh, so here it is, the new releases. Oh, and we're starting off with a bang, my friend. SpongeBob SquarePants Battle for Bikini Bottom Rehydrated for all consoles. Yeah. <laughs> like, like what a title that is. SpongeBob SquarePants Battle for Bikini Bottom Rehydrated. Well, it is, it is a remastering of an original game that was honestly way better than it had any right to be. The original, I played it quite a bit on the GameCube. I remember my kids and I, we enjoyed it. It's a good platformer, um, and usually, you know, these uh, licensed titles for games that are intended for kids, these, you know, I don't want to say anything bad about all of them, because there are some that stand out a little bit, but most of the time, they're kind of crap games. They're just <laughs> yeah. cookie-cutter other platformers that are just whatever, and this one actually had a lot of really good fetch quests and some really decent platforming, and it was actually a very fun game. I wouldn't say it's to the standards of like what Rare could do with a platformer. It's not Banjo-Kazooie or anything like that, but it's it's pretty damn good. 
and it's cool that they remastered it. There's a lot of weird, like, games that are demanding remasters nowadays, like things like Bubsy and, like, you know, other... <laughs> Nobody's things. demanding a Bubsy remaster. We got it. Nobody asked for it. Yeah, exactly. But regardless, this one was one that kind of was a surprise and, and, and a decent one. If you've never played it, it's definitely worth a play. It's pretty cool. Now I'll just sit back and wait for Ty the Tasmanian Double remaster. <laughs> right on. Um, Tower of Time for the PS4. Ninjala for the Switch. So this game looks pretty damn interesting. Multiplayer uh, in the same kind of vein as like Splatoon, I believe. Interesting. Uh, Blair Witch for the Switch. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, Crying Sons for uh, iOS and Android. Phantom Covert Ops for the Oculus Rift and the Oculus Quest. Hell yeah. Uh, the Almost Gone for Switch, PC, and mobile. Hmm. Yeah, Tower of Time for the Switch. Fairy Tale for PS4 and Switch and PC. Seven Doors for the PC. Uh, Tower of Time also coming out for Xbox One. I missed that one. Uh, yes, Your Grace for the Xbox One and Switch. Uh, how about this one? Uh, Brigandine, The Legend of Runersera. I don't know, man. No idea. I don't know. This is my pick of the week right here. Uh, Mr. Driller, Drill Land for the uh, Nintendo Switch. This is a uh, a re-release of the GameCube version of Mr. Driller, which is fucking great. So I've actually uh, never played. Never played this one. Have you ever played Mr. Driller at all? No, the only GameCube game I ever played was Billy Hatcher. So, <laughs> God um, damn it! Yeah, you son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, no, I never played Mr. Driller. I did hear that there was a really good um, Game Boy Advance version of that that was released, I think. And yeah. Um, so but... I don't have a lot of experience with it. The GameCube, I totally missed out on it. Great version of uh, Mr. Driller also on the uh, DS, the uh, original DS. Um, but this uh, Mr. Driller Drill Land uh, that came out for the GameCube is really, really a great puzzle game, really fun. Uh, game and I highly recommend everybody check it out. Um, also, Kalar X Malice for the eShop and Urban Flow for the Nintendo eShop. So I don't I don't know anything about either of those, but uh, you know, Rocket. Yeah, sadly I don't I don't know. There wasn't a lot on that list that made me go ooh la la ooh la la. Nope, slow week nah, this nah. week. Slow week. All right. It is time, my friend, for the game spotlight. This week we're going to talk about uh, the Final Fantasy VII Remake, and I know we're a, we're a couple months late on this one, but I finally just finished it because I'm an old man who, uh, you know, it takes me a long time to finish games these days. So, you've got responsibilities, and you've got to, you know, worry about your diet and taking your vitamins before bed, and staying up too late <laughs> just isn't in the cards anymore. Yeah, that's right, that's right. I'm old, i got to take my medicine. Um, so Final Fantasy VII Remake, this was... Uh, you know, this was first announced at Sony's uh, E3 conference of uh, hopes and dreams or whatever, you know, where they 
announced uh, the Final Fantasy VII remake. They announced Shenmue Three. They they had uh, the Last Guardian. Um, that was and, in like 2013, wasn't it? What's seven years ago? <laughs> it seems it like it. Um, a long time ago. It was a long time ago, but it finally came out this past March. Um, and it is, you know, it, it covers about the first third of the original Final Fantasy game. Um, and it is all in 3D. It is all like action based. So it's not it's not really turn based, though it does have some timing uh, elements to it that I'll talk about in a little bit. Um, it is very, very action oriented. And uh, and I love that change uh, because um, as much as I uh, can tolerate uh, turn-based battles and things like that. Um, I'm, I'm over that shit. I'm too old for that shit. I don't need to sit around and play your turn-based nonsense. What do you think about turn-based RPGs these days? Wow. Oh my goodness. What is wrong with you? You're too old for turn-based role-playing? <laughs> um, I, I guess I, I guess I can see I can see the appeal of a different uh, you know type of genre of a video game on the same story yep. um, coming around. I did play the demo. I played it twice, actually. I had my kids around with me, and I was playing through the demo of Final Fantasy VII Remake. Um, it's cool. It, it seemed really neat. It was flashy. It was very fast-paced. It was kind of cool to see everything. Um, but I, don't, I just don't see how um, it could really be a remake of a game if it doesn't hold the same element of gameplay. Like If it doesn't hold the same style of game that it is. I, I think turn-based role-playing games... As, as much as people seem to want to just flush them down the toilet and get rid of them, um, I think there's still a very good appeal, a, a very strong reason to keep them around these days because role-playing games in general are just awesome. And they've, you know, when I first got into role-playing games, um, you know, turn-based RPGs, they weren't very popular in the 8-bit and 16-bit eras until the end of the 16-bit era. Um, but they kind of had a boom in the 32-bit, you know, era and yeah. a little bit after that. So, I don't know. Final Fantasy VII is a weird one, though, because when it came out, it had so much hype. And I didn't really think it was much better, if even any better, than any of the previous installments of the Final Fantasy series. Um, it was good. It was very cool. It was a reason to purchase the PlayStation to see what else is going on. But, you know, I don't know. It's it's overhyped. It's a fun game, but it's not it's not perfect by any means. No. So this is cool that they took a completely different aspect, different perspective of that same story because it's a great story and it's a very very cool adventure um but i assume you guys are going to be paying 50 60 bucks for each one third of the game coming out <laughs> yeah um well, who and, knows when comes out? yeah exactly who knows when number two is coming out or part two of this thing um but what i will say about this game and I, i'm mostly joking about my my uh, you know aversion to like uh turn-based um rpgs I, I i can i can tolerate it but i do appreciate what they've done with this like this is a very fast-paced battle system uh and and fun like it's 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 very action oriented but at the same time you do have the menus that you have of, of a turn-based rpg um the active time battle system is timed and um, so you can't just bust out, you know, badass special moves and items and stuff on the fly whenever you want. You have to wait for your active time battle meter to, um, to fill up. And, you know, at times that becomes a super pain in the ass when you're in a high, you know, a high tension, uh, boss fight and you're like, God damn it. I can't do my special, uh, my special move, you know, like my, my ability or shit. I'm almost out of, uh, out of hit points. I can't use, 
um, a potion. Uh, what the fuck am I going to do? You know, that sort of thing. Um, so that that does add a lot of stress to it. But I love the action of this game. I mean, I'm not going to say that it was quite like Devil May Cry, fast paced and, you know, um, just just high octane or whatever. But it really felt great. Um, even up to the last battle, I just felt like I felt like I was just a badass fucking swordsman when I was playing with Cloud, you know? Which yeah, you I, never I, you, you never yeah you never really feel like when you're doing turn based uh, uh, turn based battles. That's true. Um, I can but see but so remake, oh sorry, go ahead. It's, it's gameplay style. Sorry, I was going to say the remake and its gameplay style is uh, is nearly the full extent of the jam of say something like a Bayonetta. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so so what you get here, uh, if you, if you've played the original Final Fantasy all the way through. Um, you know that uh, around the end of the first out of three discs, uh, you leave Midgar, right? Um, by the end of, and this isn't really a spoiler, but kind of, I guess, by the end of this game, uh, you do you have not left Midgar yet. Um, right. Uh, so they, and, and the game, it took me 40 hours to finish. Um, and And yeah. that is doing all these side missions as well which I typically don't do in games. I'm just like, give me the story. Fuck all your side mission nonsense. Um, but this one, I, I was I was just really immersed in the world, and I, I did all the, even the tedious fetch quests. Um, but uh, by the end of the game, I was like, that was very padded. Like, they bloated the shit out of this game, especially uh, the last third of it. Um, there are 18 chapters total in the Final Fantasy VII Remake. Um, and when you get to chapter 14, that's when they're like, we need to pad this game. We need to add some hours to this shit. Uh, so chapter 14 especially, lots of side quests that are not necessarily optional. Um, and then the last few levels in the game, particularly the last two chapters in the game, um, it is one boss fight after another. I'm talking like over, well over a dozen boss fights. And just when you think that was it, that was the big final boss battle, they're like, no, we're going to out epic you, motherfucker. You know? Um, you all right over there? You fall down? No, no, I'm good. <laughs> uh, uh, so it, it, it really gets padded toward the end, and you're like, okay, I get it, enough. This is an epic ending. We get it. Like, it's been three hours of this epic ending. Um, so, but that being said, uh, the production value in this game is awesome. Uh, the, the voice acting is amazing. The, the graphics are mostly amazing, except when you look off into the distance and you notice that everything looks like a weird JPEG, right? Just splashed over the screen. Um, uh, but the most impressive thing to me about this is the soundtrack. The soundtrack to this game is maybe the best soundtrack I've ever heard in a video game in my life. Um, that is super freaking high praise, my friend. Oh yeah. my God. It, and so many different, so many different tunes, uh, so many different tracks, fully orchestrated, awesome like funky tunes too, like the 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 uh, the theme music to Wall Market is incredible, and I'm just jamming to it in my head constantly. It's just a really great soundtrack. Hmm. 
So is it mostly remixes and and, and remasterings of the original soundtrack, or is there any new music? There's a ton of new music, um, but also a ton of familiar songs. I mean, you'll you'll notice the like Aerith is Aerith's Aerith's theme. Uh, (laughs) You'll notice all sorts of things uh, coming back um, and and being remixed and kind of and kind of fleshed out. Um, but the soundtrack to Final Fantasy VII Remake is truly spectacular, and it's, for whatever it's worth, it's going to win a shitload of awards this year, I guarantee. It's really, really great. So, uh, I, I, I love it. Um, I also think that it's got a lot of that Square Enix, well, more Square than Enix, but um, it's got that Square Enix uh, nonsense story stuff going on where you're like, what is this now? Why? What? Okay. Whatever. Yeah. And you just shut off your brain and you roll with it. Um, but yeah. never, nevertheless, it's it's a really, really great game. Um, worthy successor. Um, and uh, I agree with you that Final Fantasy VII, the legend of that game, kind of overshadows the actual real quality of that game. Um, most, mm-hmm. peop- most people would probably agree that Final Fantasy VI is vastly superior um and and i would agree with that but uh but nevertheless you know despite all that bullshit i don't care it's this is still a really fun game so there you go man totally there you awesome, go man that's a, a hell of a just hell of a topic there final fantasy 7 the remake final hmm. fantasy 7 the remake who would have thunk all right are you ready my friend it is time for your last question the question i I, you know i i'm never really ready but i'll just say i am ready ready. all right this one ties into our game spotlight i want you to pitch me a uh a remake of a classic rpg that is maybe underlooked it's not quite as overhyped as final fantasy 7 fucking simple all right simple the best the best best game out there as far as RPGs go um, is a game that was very, very big here in the U.S., but honestly, probably the best version of it was created in Japan, a, a, uh, a port of it to the Famicom slash NES, which, of course, is Ultima, the Quest of the Avatar. I think Ultima Quest of the Avatar, if that would get a remastering or a remake on a new console, yeah. everything from the Moongate warping to the party system... To the it would completely blow away people in in their minds because it's a game that incorporates both role playing, um, story building, um, character development because you as a character really don't um, can completely control your destiny. You can't just do whatever you want to do. If you want to be good, you have to do good things. You have to help people that are poor on the streets or whatever. If you want to be evil, you can go and just kill good guys. You have the options to do whatever you want in this game. And then the way that the gameplay in the battle system is, is the strategy RPG where you can move your character and then attack and do all sorts of things, sort of like the old uh, D&D games like Curse of the Azure Bonds or something like that. Um, but man, Ultimate Quest the Avatar, NES, that is a game that everyone overlooks, no one thinks about. Um, and as a matter of fact, if you're going to do Quest the Avatar, do Exodus as well, because they're both great games. You know what? You never fail to, uh, to surprise me. Nice work. Uh, never, Thanks, never, and, you know never in a million years would I have would I have even thought of that. Well, that's that's the game, man. Quest <laughs> of the Avatar, it's the best NES RPG, All right, hands man. down. I, I was going to say Fantasy Star Four, but hey, that's just me. <laughs> yeah, 
Those are good too. But I, I honestly, I've got Fantasy Star Online free, the card battles, and that, that's <laughs> I'm, I'm so happy. <laughs> All right, man. Well, uh, that's it for Mojo Weekly. Uh, you can find us on MojoMenace.com, where we have forums. MojoMenace.com slash forums. Uh, go there. You can find the link to our Discord chat. You can be like Majors, who uh, went there, signed up just in time to get on our Discord chat, and then never chatted. So nice work, Majors. Hey. <laughs> uh, if you're looking for us on social media, just look for Mojo Menace because we are everywhere as Mojo Menace. Every other week, uh, we have a YouTube show called Mojo Show. That's where Klaus and I just talk shit about whatever we feel like talking about. Um, new episodes every other Friday. And then, uh, you know, Super the Hardest is uh, whenever we feel like recording it. So that's what we do there. Uh, Josh, where can they find you? Mojo Weekly. Talk shit. And also, anybody want a peanut? Of course, you can follow me at underscore Joshua Turbo. Don't forget the underscore. It is the most important underscore in all of the internet. Of all of the internet over space and time, my friend. I, uh, I'm so displeased that people are starting to catch on to that. I fucking love it, and I love you guys. You're <laughs> awesome. All right, man. Talk to you next week. Laters. Bye. Bye.